I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is Wednesday, February 17th, and thank you once again for tuning in to our Winning Side daily broadcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. And uh, I don't know about you, but to me, I enjoy getting to hear a song. I enjoy getting to share the Word of God and just getting to be together with you. I love to hear from you. Uh, Call and uh, let us know. You can text us. You can comment on Facebook. uh, Like the video. Share the video. If you're listening on the podcast, also you can call us 252-308-4600. You can call that number or text that number, but we appreciate so much you taking the time to tune in. I know it's the lunch hour uh, for many of you, and maybe you have to scarf down your food a little faster or something, but I appreciate you taking the time for that. Happy birthday today to Sandra Bradley, and I appreciate Miss Sandra. Uh, Sandra and Nancy uh, are sisters. And uh, I love getting to see them over at Food Line. We've been praying for Sandra. She has uh, uh, been recovering, and uh, you pray for her, and I uh, pray God will t- continue to touch her. And then uh, tonight, tonight is Wednesday, and you are in for a treat tonight. Brother Caleb Schnur is preaching tonight, and uh, I know it'll be a blessing. Also, we've got the Valentine's party for the children. Uh, the teens on Target have their service. Be great. And then don't forget about... Sunday. I love Sunday. You say, Pastor, why do you talk about Sunday all week long? We get done with Sunday, and then starting with Monday, you're talking about Sunday. I talk about it for a couple reasons. Number one, it's the Lord's Day, and uh, it's the first day of the week. We celebrate on Sunday the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I thought that was Easter. Yeah, we celebrate that on Easter too, but every week, the first day is a reminder for us that Jesus rose from the dead, and I'm so glad he did. I'm glad he is alive, and that's why we're on the winning side, because we serve a risen Savior. Uh, Don't forget on Sunday, uh, Andrew, Mary Beth Jones will be with us. We'll have a great time, great uh, be a full schedule, be an unbelievable day. You don't want to miss it. I want you to hear this song, and as you listen to this song, I want you to think about all the great things and all the amazing things that God has done in your life, and uh, for all he's done, I hope you lift your hands today and praise God and thank God for his goodness. This is a group from West Coast Baptist College. This is Erica uh, singing uh, the solos on this song. Uh, this was the first uh, time I heard this song was she was singing it with this group. I didn't even know her at the time. Of course, you know her. Most of you know her now. Uh, she is engaged to Jared, and they're getting married in May and uh, going to serve in ministry. We're so excited for them. But you'll enjoy getting to hear this song and think about these words and think about what God has done in your life. Every morning when I wake to see the sun, I can't help but think about the and all the things he's done he meets my every need you know he's been so good to me 
and I can't help but praise the Lord for all He's done. For all He's done. I'm gonna lift my hands and praise Him for all He's done. I'll try to live my life to please Him. Even though I don't deserve to live, my life has just still be many more if I could mention only one I'd have to thank him for his son and that's enough to praise the Lord for all he's done for all he's done enjoyed that song and um, we've uh, we've had that song played before we've had our, our choir sung that song but uh, I hope that was a blessing to get to hear that one again for all he's done let's look at Daniel chapter 2 today we finished up chapter 1 took us a while to get through chapter 1 but there was a lot of good material and I really think Daniel chapter 1 is so important because it really sets the stage for a lot of the book of Daniel did you know that in the book of Daniel the first half is history the second half is prophecy and because God blessed Daniel in wisdom and understanding of dreams and visions God was able to give Daniel many of the visions of prophecy concerning things to come now some of those things have already happened for instance Daniel was given the prophecy that after the Babylonian Empire would come the Medo-Persian Empire 
And after the Medo-Persian Empire would come the Grecian Empire. And after the Grecian Empire would come the Roman Empire. And he was given those prophecies, and those things have already happened. But Daniel was also given prophecies and given visions of things to come like uh, the uh, Antichrist. And he was given the prophecy of things to come with the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, which of course is still yet to come. And so God was giving Daniel and those, those three young men, he was giving them exactly what they needed uh, for what he had in store for the rest of their lives. Daniel chapter 2 we see that Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 1, uh, of course, he had given the, the young men the appointed meat and the appointed wine to drink. They said, we're not going to do it, and they were 10 times better, and God blessed them with wisdom. But then we get to Daniel chapter 2, and the Bible tells us that it was the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, and he dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if you have a lot of dreams and all that. Um, I had, this is wild. I had a couple nights ago, I had a crazy dream. And uh, in the dream, I don't know if you've ever done this, and I hadn't been watching crazy stuff. I hadn't been thinking about crazy stuff. But I had a dream that somebody was trying to get me. You ever have those dreams? And in the dream, somebody was trying to get me. And I was trying to slam a door because the person was trying to get me. I didn't want to hurt them because I knew who they were. And I, I was trying to slam the door so they couldn't get me, but I wouldn't hurt them too bad. You know, I didn't want to break out my martial arts or, you know, my wrestling moves or anything like that. And so I was trying to close the door, so whatever. And as I was trying to close that door in my sleep, I was moaning, Ugh! You know how you can't scream and you can't holler in your dream? It was crazy. I'd had one of those dreams probably since I was a kid, you know, uh, uh, running from a monster or whatever. And so my wife started shaking me, Jeremy, Jeremy, you okay? And she woke me up and then I had to catch my breath. You know, I was thinking, whoo, that was a bad one. I'm glad she saved me from that one. But anyway, maybe you've had some dreams that are kind of crazy and some dreams that trouble you. That one troubled me, I'll guarantee you. But Nebuchadnezzar, is the richest man in all the world, the most powerful man in all the world. And guess what? He couldn't sleep. And not only could he not sleep, but the Bible says that he was troubled. He was irritated. We've been talking about that some on Sunday nights about how to have triumph over a troubled life. Well, the problem for Nebuchadnezzar is that he was worried about the future. He didn't know what was going to happen. He had a dream. The Bible tells us that verse 2 that he called all the wise men. He said, guys, I need you to come and help me because I had a dream and, uh, and I need to know what it means. So they all gathered together. And verse 3, he was troubled because he said, I, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't figure it out. Verse number 5, he tells these guys, he says, now listen, we got a problem. I can't, I can't figure out my dream, but I also can't remember what the dream was. These wise men and these magicians and these astrologers there in Babylon, uh, they must have thought, you have got to be kidding me. You want us to interpret the dream and you want us to tell you what the dream was? Uh, I'll say this, and this is just a side note, but uh, let's be very careful about placing unrealistic expectations on people. You know, sometimes we are very hard on others and we like to be very easy on ourselves. Well, Nebuchadnezzar here, he was very, very hard on those people that were under him, expecting them uh, really to do the impossible. And then he said this, he said, guys, I tell you what, you tell me the dream and the interpretation and I will reward you big time. Oh, you're going to be taken care of. He said, but if you don't tell me the dream and the interpretation, I'm going to kill you. 
Uh, that's a little pressure. I hope your boss doesn't put that much pressure on you at work. Uh, Brother Caleb, I hope you're not thinking that right now, thinking, yeah, pastor, it sounds a lot like you. Uh, get it done, and if you don't, you're gone. But anyway, that was Nebuchadnezzar's ultimatum. Verse number eight, they said, King, you got to give us more time. And he's like, oh, no, oh, no, you're just stalling. You're just trying to, uh, to, uh, to, to trick me. But verse number 10 they said to the king, they said, there is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Now, they're setting the groundwork here. They, they're making it very clear to the king that what he's asking them to do, no man can do. Then they said in verse 11, it is a rare thing. And there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. They said, unless there are supernatural powers involved, King, this cannot happen. Nobody can do what you're asking. Verse number 13, we see that Daniel and Hananiah, Misha, and Azariah, because they were in the category of the wise men of Babylon, they were going to be killed also. Nebuchadnezzar was so angry, he said, we're killing all you guys. We're wiping all you guys out. You guys can't tell me my dream and the interpretation. I'm done with you. Verse number 16, the Bible says, I want you to see this word. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Now, keep in mind, Daniel's already proved himself to Nebuchadnezzar before in the matter of the, the meat and the wine. And now Daniel comes before the king, and the Bible says he requested. Here again, we see Daniel's spirit. He's not demanding. He's not uh, giving ultimatums. He's not threatening the king. He's not calling the king a, a, a crazy nutcase and all that. He's just saying, hey, king, uh, would you please give us time? He said, and if you'll give us time, we will show you the interpretation of the dream. Oh, that's amazing wisdom that Daniel had. That's amazing uh, discernment that Daniel had to go and request of the king with the right spirit and with a kind and, and gracious heart asking the king for time. Then we get to verse number 17, and Daniel went to his house and he told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, those three Hebrew children. He told them in verse number 18, he said, fellas, we got a problem. The king is asking us for his dream and the interpretation of that dream. And Daniel says, we got to do something. And here's what Daniel says, verse 18. He says, we must desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. And Daniel got with his friends, and you know what they did? They had a prayer meeting. The first thing that they did when they got together they didn't say, all right, what's your idea? What's your guess? What do you think the king's thinking? What do you think? They didn't try to figure it out, even though they were pretty smart guys. But these guys got together and they said, we have got to hear from God. We have got to pray. I want to ask you today, uh, what is your first response when things get so big and things get so difficult and the burdens get so heavy that they're bigger than you are? What's your first response? Uh, wh what's my first response? I think sometimes our first response is to try to figure it out. And sometimes we make a bigger mess of things, do we not? But that's not what Daniel's first response was. He got with his friends and he says, guys, we need to pray. 
Now, I know this is Wednesday, and this is our, our, the day of our prayer meeting and Bible study, and we're looking forward to that tonight. But can I tell you, you can't wait till Wednesdays to pray. You can't wait till Sundays to pray. You can't wait till things get out of hand before you start to pray. You and I must pray every day. We must pray. We must talk to God. We must call out and ask God and inter ask God to, to, to help us and to ask the Lord to intercede on our behalf and to say, God, we can't do this without you. I'll close with this verse. Jeremiah 33, 3. God says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know what? That's exactly what God did for Daniel. We'll look at this tomorrow, how God answered Daniel's prayer and the prayer of his friends. But can I tell you, when things get so big and things get so out of control, I hope that we go to God. I hope we don't try to figure it out. I hope we don't try to, uh, to use our own understanding like we talked about the other day. But I hope that we will go to God in prayer. I don't know what it is in your life that you're going through, but I'll tell you this, you need to pray. You need to talk to God, and you will be amazed at what God can do when you will call upon Him. I thank you for listening today, and I encourage you, let's all live on the winning side, and let's get back to prayer. When things get out of control, let's go to the one who is completely in control, and let's ask for help. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.